The following episode contains discussion of a school shooting. Listener discretion is advised. It's September 2022. The Saugus High School Marching Centurions are about to show the world what we're made of and make Saugus history. Watch out, man. Saugus is coming. Move out of the way. It's happening. But it's been a long, long road to get here, filled with twists and turns, adversity and heartbreak. Let me give you a little history. Back in 1989, Bob Gibson was hired as band director for the Marching Centurions. He would lead the band for 27 years until he retired in 2016. The program had been, for a long time, just kind of (laughs) falling down just a bit. And I think just because the old band director was just a little tired, he was retiring. He was just kind of done. Enter new band director, Jay Jarrett. Mr. Jarrett had big dreams for the Marching Centurions and invested in the program, bringing in new instruments and new instructors. They bought new drums for us, brand new uh, set of marching drums, four snare drums, three tenor drums, five bass drums, all with new cases, all with new covers. He bought a marimba, he bought a vibraphone, a new sound system. I mean, the guy really was trying to update the program. One of those investments was in a young percussion instructor named Bob Grigas, or as the kids call him, Mr. G. Bob was excited to be a part of the team and along with Mr. Jarrett had high hopes for the program. I thought, wow, we're going to start this whole thing together. We're going to make it happen. And then two years later, he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave. And I said, what's going on? Where are you going? And he said, I'm going to be a minister. He left Saugus to become a youth minister. I was a little nervous because I really wanted to start this program. And I thought, if we get another band director in here, someone else is going to try to change some stuff. Or I could potentially just lose my job someone might have another percussion instructor. While Bob worked at Saugus High, he also had a job as percussion director at another school in Pasadena. I meet Rob Guzman, who's the color guard instructor there, who had been there for nine years. And then I meet Corey Witt. He just came in from Wisconsin. He knew a lot about Midwestern band, and Rob and I knew a lot about Southern California West Coast band. And it was really interesting to kind of get his perspective and how they did everything. And he did amazing at that school. With Mr. Jarrett leaving, Bob had an idea. I talked to Corey and I said, hey, man, what are you doing next year? And he said, I'm going to leave California. I'm going back to Wisconsin. I'm not going to stay here. I said, hey, there's a job opening up at Saugus. Would you be interested in doing that? And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, come on, man, it's great. Like, it's really family oriented. It's kind of like the Midwest. You'll like it. And he said no. But Bob didn't give up. I had talked to some teachers and administrators at Saugus. I said, I know a guy. They're like, he needs to send in his paperwork now. So I called Corey and said, if you turn in your paperwork like right now, they'll consider you for an interview. And he turns his stuff in at 11.59 at night. And so then he gets the interview and he wins everybody over and gets the job. And it was fantastic. What was really nice was we were able to bring in Rob Guzman as well. And so he said, Saugus is open. Why don't you come on over here? And so then that's how all three of us started working together. Mr. Witt won the students over with his humor and Midwest charm. 
You know what I love to hear? You know what just is like chicken soup for my soul? Great intonation. Nobody like knew anything about him. He's just this like silly little guy who came into Sagas. Zag Palop, bass clarinet player and freshman at that time. He really focused on the playing aspect and like sounding good. And he had this whole idea of what we should be thinking about when we're playing. And I think that was really different than anyone had ever experienced. Everybody was now suddenly getting used to like a very, very different band director with a very different outlook on what he wanted the band to be. And Witt was a very unique person. I mean that in like the nicest way, you know. <laughs> Mr. Witt quickly became well-loved. Ben Bartell was also a freshman that season playing the saxophone. Mr. Witt got off on the perfect foot. He knew exactly how to run a band. He did everything he could to make sure that we felt that we could prosper. And it was really important that we had such an astounding leader. Corey Witt, along with percussion director Bob Grigas and color guard instructor Rob Guzman, had one goal. 2018 SES BOA Championships. It was a pretty lofty goal considering how the year before had turned out. We didn't make it. We were like one of the lowest bands in 4A. We were like 24th, something like that. Our goal was, okay, let's, let's at least just try to get into championships this year if we can. The band gave their all. Recently moved into Class 4A, reserved for bands between 91 and 120 members. It was tough for us because we were going up against some heavy hitters. We had a great season. We're just trying to get in. They only take 12, the top 12 for championships in each division. It was a tough season for many. One of our last competitions I remember was Valencia in early November. Katie Hubbard has been a band mom and booster club volunteer for the past nine years. She's had three sons go through the program, and she's seen a lot. I was in the parking lot with the kids while they were warming up, and I could you could smell the smoke and the wind. And you wondered, like, it was ominous, and like, is this the end? How is this going to turn out? Like, we really want to get to championships. I think even that night during the competition, one of the color guard flags took flight and actually hit somebody in the face. It was horrible. They discovered that night in Valencia, as smoke filled the air, the band and color guard actually had a chance to make it to championships. They just needed one more high score. The band was struggling, but we were getting really close, and we had one more performance that we had to do to get this score. And if we would have gotten this score, we would have been able to go to championships in that division, which we hadn't done before. It all came down to Moore Park, the final competition of the season. That year, there was just a lot of fires, a lot of fires. There were times we couldn't rehearse because of smoke and health hazards and all these things. They had canceled two or three different competitions. It was the morning of Moore Park. Zag was about to head to Saugus High to join the band and guard on the bus when he got a text. We had a group chat with all like my close friends and they were just like, yeah, Moore Park just got canceled. And we were just like, Oh, crap. Like, what? The Woolsey Fire blazed through L.A. and Ventura County in November 2018, burning over 96,000 acres, destroying over 1,600 structures, and forcing the evacuation of more than 295,000 people and freeways to shut down. That heart district wouldn't let us go because they said it's just not safe. We don't want the kids to travel and the kids were crushed. That prevented us from making it into championships. That was the last score that we needed in order to get there. That was rough for us because we were so close and the kids were working so hard and then we didn't make it into championships. 
there were seniors who were leaving and that was the end of their marching season. So I think it was tough on a lot of people. One year later, fall 2019. Coming off the disappointment of the previous season, the band struggled. So what happened with 2019 was we just didn't take off right away. The scores were lower. You know, it was just a struggle to get things rolling. Going into that marching season, as a band, I feel like our joy just wasn't as immense. And the season wasn't without a share of mishaps. We had this prop that would have smoke that came out of the prop, but it never worked. It might have worked once or twice through the whole season. We had like nine shows or something like that. And I think it worked maybe the first time and then the last time. So you'd have to get up on this prop. It was this big circular thing and you'd stand on it. It's really big. It's gigantic. And when you stand up, you pull open these doors that would have these flames come up and they were like silk. There was a wind machine underneath that would blow the air up and when you opened it, then smoke would come out. And so then you'd have this like waving, look like flames and smoke. But sometimes the wind machine wouldn't work so then there's no fire so you'd open up this hatch and then the kid has his arms open standing up like this with his hands out and nothing's happening and it's like this supposed to be this big moment and then it's like oh my gosh what's going on nothing's going nothing's happening and then sometimes the wind machine would work but then there'd be no smoke and then the last day it was it was at more part they cranked up the fog to like max to a hundred and they're like, this is going to work this time. And it did. It covered the entire field. <laughs> like, you couldn't see the kids. That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And everyone was cheering. It was great. But it was it was a little overkill <laughs> after, after, like, eight performances of it not working. So it was a fun season. We were really trying to do some stuff. But what we weren't able to do was make it to championships we didn't make it and we got 13th place we were so close we were really close a couple of points if that it was our middle son senior year and he was just crushed because he'd really wanted to be able to go we didn't go to championships which meant we didn't need to rehearse so then we were starting to do the auditioning process after the marching season ends all musicians audition for second semester placement landing in either wind ensemble or concert band People were sort of in and out of the band room. Everybody was practicing their auditions. November 14th, 2019. They were all in different places all over the building, in the band room, and then outside even. We were just walking and we heard the first loud pop. Grace Goldstein was a sophomore and member of the Color Guard. It felt like a good minute later, but I knew it was only a couple seconds later that the second pop happened. And I don't think anyone thought twice. We all just started running. We're coming on to report what appears to be another school shooting. This one happening at Saugus High School in Santa Clarita, California, uh, just north of Los Angeles. I texted them, there's something happening in the quad. Lock the door. Get in the guard room. Get band kids. Lock the door. In a very scared manner, we set down our instruments and we all flocked to the music library. I was extremely fortunate because that's one of the safest places to be on campus during an event like that. So we were in there, we were terrified, and we were really in shock. Mr. Witt, he had, what, 20 kids stuffed in his office, just like tightly packed together. I remember this in the most vivid detail of any moment of that day. There was a knock on the door, a pounding. Somebody was saying something outside, and I thought, okay, this is it. I have to prepare myself. This is the time where I might die. It was very possible. Thank God it was the police. They helped us out. They ensured that we were safe. 
I'm getting phone calls from my friends from the Antelope Valley, from everywhere else. It's like, hey, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, what's going on? I'm heading to school right now. The one day where I said, I'll come in a little bit later. And then the shooting happened. I was angry because I wasn't there to be with them. And I couldn't do anything. Like, that was the one thing that really bothered me a lot. The one day that I decided to show up late, I'm not there with my students. The idea... The notion that such an event could occur in a safe community like Saugus, it's unthinkable. We all got together at the vigil in Central Park. The following day or the day after that, the kids really wanted to be together. I remember having ribbons that the Valencia band had made for the band kids and picked those up and was able to pass those out at the vigil to just let them know that they were loved and they were being taken care of. Other bands in the whole Heart District were super supportive. The other bands actually made stuff for us that we hung up in the band room. There's a big Saga Strong poster that I think somebody made. West Ranch, Canyon, they all did stuff for us. There were three different bands that were at 4A championships. I think it was Hart and West Ranch and maybe a third band, but they had all taken a picture together on the field and they all just screamed out, we love you, Saugus, and it was really special. We love you, Saugus! It would be weeks before students were back in school, but the impact of that day continues, even today. If any sound had occurred, like any big sound, kids would freak out. Students would start crying. I remember one time I was rehearsing the band and some loud bang had happened outside and student had started getting like a panic attack and started huffing and puffing. It's like, oh my goodness, this is rough. And I've been in a lot of crazy situations in high schools, but I hadn't been in a school shooting like that before. I saw how it outwardly afflicted and affected so many people in band, outside of band. I think we're still even experiencing it. There's a little bit of just hurt and pain that doesn't go away after a trauma like that. You move forward, but it's always a part of your story and it affects you. And I think things affect you differently because you walked through that. Because of that event, we saw Ban as an opportunity to really live and we had to live it to the fullest. I think it was good for people to realize what we had and what we need to keep in our lives. A few months later, as we started the healing process, it seemed like things were going to get back to normal, right? There was hope that maybe we can get some traction and and start to heal a little bit as a band. But then COVID hit and suddenly we were all upended. At this point, the district has decided to close all schools for an unknown amount of time. It was just like one thing after another. We had the fires, we had the shooting, and then we had COVID. And it was just like, oh my gosh. It was during my English class that my coach had posted on our band app. Our season has been canceled. We don't have Winter Guard championships anymore. I think an hour later, school was canceled. Literally, the day of our festival concert was the day school got canceled. And so there was no festival concert. We never got to perform the songs that we were preparing at all for that season. That was rough because the kids were working so hard. There was some of the best sounding bands that we had worked with and they had just gone through the shooting thing and now COVID hits. Oh my goodness, man. Like these kids can't catch a break. They really can't. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if this was going to be a two week thing. We didn't know what we should do. I thought it would last about a week or two weeks. Yeah, it lasted an entire year. (laughs) 
which is very difficult to teach band online. I'm surprised that we kept the students that we kept. The rest of the 2019-2020 school year was a bust. The end of that semester, we didn't have Zoom. We didn't have anything. We didn't have any video recording, any chats, anything like that. So what we did was we had students send videos of themselves playing, and I gave them one assignment for the rest of the year. It was like, learn this thing. And if you do it, great. If you don't do it, great. It doesn't matter at this point. I remember absolutely nothing about the end of my sophomore year, except for playing Minecraft. That was about it. (laughs) Spring turned to summer. Band camp was canceled. As we made plans to start a new school year in August, we had no idea what to expect. I kept asking Corey, are we coming back? And he's like, no, I don't think so. I genuinely thought we would be in school the next school year. That never happened. Now we're in August. School starts and we're all online until the next March, until March of 2021. And so through that process, we would have to have classes. I think you're muted. You're muted. You got to unmute yourself. Well, you know, we've only been doing this for a year. so. (laughs) And so we would have class every day. (laughs) It was so hard because how are you supposed to engage with students when they don't turn on their camera and they're in their PJs and some of them were like laying on their bed and we can't help them with their instruments either because there's only so much you can do over Zoom turn your head here, try to make your lips do this, you know, put your finger here, you know, and then I have a bad internet connection. Uh, Something's happening. There's always some excuse. And so that was really rough for us. Kids didn't want to communicate that way. They wanted to be face-to-face. I believe that would have been part of the healing process for them after everything they'd gone through was to be able to make eye contact with their peers and hug each other and grow musically and be challenged and be supported by their teachers and coaches and band directors and everything. And they didn't get that opportunity. And some kids dropped out of band. Some kids didn't turn on their cameras. They didn't want to follow the rules. They didn't want to participate anymore. Like it wasn't working. One of the many issues with going online is you don't remember anything because every day is the same expression of banality. It's nothing. If you are not able as a band to create something together in real time, it doesn't feel like a band. You have these freshmen coming in. Some of them don't even know their instruments and they're struggling. They don't want to play. You have the senior class who doesn't see the point in band anymore because now they're online and there goes their last marching season. They've never been in championships. It was definitely an interesting year to try and live through. But through it all, Mr. Witt and Mr. G did their best to keep our spirits up. Corey was really good at this. He wanted to keep the kids engaged. We had like Scalomania and Rhythm Rumble, and there was these really good programs online that we could share our screen and we could still keep kids engaged and, okay, cool, clap this rhythm with us. All right, we're going to have something written up on the screen, play it with us. And whether they played it with us or not, we just wanted them to keep going. But during that time, he said they need to have some sort of physical education. And so Corey (laughs) gave it to me to work out the band. (laughs) So every morning I would work out the band. I'm like, I don't know what to do with these kids to work them out. And I've never like taught a workout session. And so I had a kettlebell and 
I was doing a lot of push-ups at the time and I was like, all right, if you got a kettlebell, get a kettlebell and we're going to start doing it. And then I would just put music on my phone next to the computer. I was just trying to keep it enthusiastic for the kids and you never know if they're doing it or not. I mean, there was a hundred kids or whatever. Without those daily workouts from Mr. G and Mr. Witz unending, like I don't even know where his hope, his charisma came from, but wherever it came from, (laughs) we need more of that. Every single day, he would have a smile on his face. He would show us what it meant to be a happy person, even when life really sucked. It really did for everyone, including him. Yet he didn't care. He still continued to make our lives better. Then there were the concerts, the online Zoom concerts. We had to figure out a way for them to play the parts at home and record everything and then sync it up together. And a hundred students trying to sync it up. With the color guard, by the way, the color guard was with Rob and Rob would be doing stuff in his backyard and have them do stuff in their backyard. And so they're trying to do all these routines with the little phone there and they can't see anything. And it was so funny. And we are live. say it was so embarrassing it was so sad when everybody was edited together i was in some ways ashamed kind of losing hope in a way julius is up there like conducting nothing on the screen i mean it was cool you'll never see anything like that again but little things like with the jazz band the intonation was so rough because it takes one person one person's off it just sounded horrible and it was like oh i just remember texting the group chat i was like hey maybe we should tune our instruments the next time like we do something like this i don't know if anyone's going to be going back on youtube and rewatching that experience i don't know if they want to relive that i know how much sound engineering went into making that sound like a viable product a viable concert, something that we could be proud of. And I I know that's not what we actually sounded like. I know how many people had their cameras off. I know how many people fell asleep. To see so many people who had so much potential falter because they didn't have the motivation. They weren't surrounded by people who could inspire them. It was really sad to see. But I am glad that we did put that product together instead of done nothing at all. What did it feel like watching that video? It was some emotions to it. So it was, some was funny. Some was like proud. It's like, okay, we did something. Okay, great. But I felt a little sad because I had been working for so long in teaching to get students to a certain level. And now this is as good as we can do. It was rough on my mind for that whole year. I'm like, man, do I really want to continue doing this? And in fact, I didn't want to. I actually was looking at different jobs and different things to do because it's like, if this is going to be my life on Zoom, let me go do some tech work or maybe something else in music because teaching over Zoom just was not for me. And Corey said the same thing. He's like, I can't do this. It's not for me. On April 1st, 2021, Corey Witt made an announcement. It was like, I think I'm going to do it on April 1st. And I'm like, dude, you realize that's like April Fool's Day. That's I don't know if that's a good idea. I honestly thought it was a joke because we had no idea. He didn't tell anyone what the meeting was for. He emailed us and he said, please for your schedules for this important meeting. And the meeting was just titled A Conversation with Mr. Witt. I think we suspected it. Also, like none of us wanted to believe that he would leave. I finally have the opportunity to fulfill that promise that I made to myself, to finally say that I'm going to go to law school, to make myself proud, to to live on the dream that I had. 
And so, with that being said, and I need you to hear this very carefully, I will not be returning to Saugus High School in the fall. That day when I found out, I was honestly beside myself. I was extremely distraught. Dude, I was crying so hard. I love Mr. Witt. He was such a good band director. It was really sad because the kids loved him. I've met a lot of different band directors throughout my time as a coach and an instructor, and I have never met anyone like him. He was young, he was vibrant, he knew his stuff. He had a way with connecting with the kids. He was the best. I would not be the individual I am today without him. Obviously, I wasn't mad that he was leaving because he was leaving to go follow a dream that he's wanted to do for so long. I did not want to see him leave, but I knew that him going to law school, I think his potential was so much more. He had to go, and I think COVID sort of woke him up for what he needed to do. I personally look forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do throughout his life. What makes band or the band room special is the way that we treat each other and the people that are in it, right? It's the, it doesn't come from me. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with Bob. It has nothing to do with Rob. At the end of the day, it's all of you that make it special. At one point, I was the new guy who people were skeptical about, who had no idea what to expect. So I want you to keep in mind that no matter what happens, it's going to be for the better. I remember him telling them on April Fool's, he said, all right, we have somebody, but we can't tell you yet who it is. We were all like, it has to be Mr. G who's replacing him. There can't be any other person that Wit would leave with the band. Kids started thinking like, oh, was it me or was it going to be somebody else? He sat us all in like the quad because this is when we were in person for band. And he was going to bring him out on the stage. And we were like, oh, whatever, whatever, dude. Saga's band. Are you ready to meet your new director? Yes. yes. Oh, you new band director. Please come on out. Yeah! They did this whole thing, and I went behind the band room and then, like, revealed myself, and it was great. Bob walks out, and it was like, yes. Everybody was so happy, because it was like, we knew this guy. We were all super happy that Mr. G would be the next band director. I don't think the band would have been happier with anyone else, to be honest. We felt like this would be a logical and smooth transition, because Bob and Witt, they were such a great team. It felt like an unbreakable unit, one that really carried us to success more times than I could count. I close my time at Saugus by saying thank you to all of you. I love you all. Go band, go guard, Godspeed, folks. And with that, I hand it over to the Saugus High School Director of Bands, Bob Greedis. Bob, take it away. Wow, thank you, Mr. Witt. Thank you for being a great friend. We are going to do some amazing things and I promise to make this the best program experience that you can that you can possibly have. Coming up on Saugus High School Marching Centurions Road to Washington. There was just like this unbridled energy to just do something. All I wanted to do was just make it into championships. That was the goal. I knew we had a chance, like right there. We've worked so hard and we deserve this. I don't think I'll ever come close to the feeling that I got this wave of energy and notes hit you all at once. I wish I could put someone in my shoes and make them feel what I felt. I'm glad I got to experience that. Saugus High School Marching Centurions Road to Washington is a limited audio series. Follow the show as we embark on our journey of resilience, perseverance, and teamwork. But we can't do it without you. 
Subscribe where you listen to podcasts, and check out our show notes to find out how you can support the band and Color Guard through our once-in-a-lifetime experience.